Welcome, foolish mortals, to opposite attractions. Now consider this dismaying observation. This podcast has no windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge. To find a way out. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen. We are, I am your host, your ghost host, for this extra spooky ad- We really should have waited until, like, getting close to Halloween to do this episode. But no, we just threw it in right now. It's, uh, it's a spook. It's a spooktacular, ladies and gentlemen, this week on Opposite Attractions. I'm Scotty Moore, joined as always by uh, the mouse... In the house himself, Jim Murphy. Hello. And actually, uh, in in uh, Disney terms, Halloween starts on like August 29th, so I think we're good. Yeah, fair point. I mean, same thing at Universal. Universal, I was like, uh, also the well, the weirdest thing about when I worked at Universal is I was like, oh man, Halloween Horror Nights is gonna come up. That I mean, that means I'm not gonna leave work till like one in the morning. It's gonna be horrible. Not one day of Halloween Horror Nights was bad. Compared to the weekend of a Christian rock festival that comes right before Halloween Horror Nights. Those kids are little demons who are out there pretending to be there for Jesus. One of them just took a water bottle and flung it behind one of my arcade cabinets. It was insane and I literally locked myself in the back room of my arcade. So, yeah. I didn't know they did a Christian rock festival at Universal. Um, I know this is going to sound bad, but, you know, Hurricane Irma just happened and they had to, they unfortunately had to close down Disney World and Universal. And when I looked it up online, they were like, also because of this, the Rock the Universe concert series had to be canceled. I'm like, is that that Christian Rock thing? I think it's that Christian Rock thing. Good. Irma did a good thing because Irma made sure those little brats didn't get to ruin my arcade. I, I was... I, I didn't see this firsthand, but uh, when I was working there during Disney's Night of Joy, when it was in the Magic Kingdom, my roommate told me that there were buses of people that just showed up with no tickets and couldn't get in because they didn't have tickets and it was sold out. And so they stood outside the main gate yelling, we love Jesus, let us in until I, until I think security was called and had to uh, force them to leave the premises. And then, of course, you heard over there, over his, like, speaker, just, I guess I should have said they love Mickey, shouldn't I? I'm your new god, bitch. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, crazy stuff. I I feel like working at a theme park definitely allows you stories and uh, the ability to say things that you can't say otherwise. Like, uh, when I moved back home, one of my first conversations, well, how was Orlando? Um, I hate Brazilians was the first <laughs> sentence I said, and I was like, well, it's not technically racist if you worked in a theme park. 
uh, 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 let's see. Um, comments may be directed to Scotty at, at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Any problems you have, direct them towards at Blake A. Tanner. Can, can we can um, we get into the spookiness? Yes, we. I think we need to get into the spookiness. We are uh, we are a show about theme parks. We are a show about building our own theme park, which of course is Apex, the uh, brainchild of Jim, which is a superhero themed park. Where uh, I guess the whole thing you kind of have your own character, right? If you want to, yes. Yeah, you can build yes. your own character, and you choose whether you're a hero or a villain, and the park has designated areas. So there's a villainous park, there's a heroic park, and then there's like this middle section where people can fight it out. Um, there's now a giant volcano, we decided last week, and there is a... Um, what was yours? A giant I rocket the volca- ship, yes. There's a volcano, and then there's a giant rocket ship, because in the fiction of Apex... All, all all superheroes got their abilities basically Fantastic Four style by shooting into space and getting well, radiated with stuff. That, that actually ties into my spooky premise. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, okay. Because it really hurt me. I, I wanted to do something on the hero side, and it was really, really hard for me to come up with something. And it took me like the entire week to come up with something. Well, I do feel a bit bad because I got to choose what it was and I knew what mine was going to be before I even chose the topic. I was like, hey, just so you know, we're doing this. Also, I already have my entire thing written out, so don't even... (laughs) That's fine. It took me a while, but I only because I wanted to be on the hero side and not the villain side. Okay. My my original plan... My original plan... Yeah, you seem excited. Let's go. My original plan was to try to do a dinner theater show. That didn't work out. Nothing says spooky like a dinner theater. It it could have. It just didn't. Yeah. Uh. So. I am. Th- this is like I guess in. The the show building itself would have to be kind of on the edge and far back and away from everything because it would basically be a dilapidated old building. Right. 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 Well, I mean when. <laughs> I was about to make a dumb with a, you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge, but it didn't work out too well. Uh, the, uh, the, the building uh, is known as Fort Freedom. Okay. It is really crappy looking on the outside. It is overgrown. Uh, there's like graffiti on the outside. Uh, like Titan Rules is spray painted on the wall or something stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that uh, there was a father-son team that, uh, well, a father and son went to space and they both got superpowers and they came back and they became Father Freedom and the Son of Liberty. Oh my god, I love, did Sam Eagle write <laughs> this entire ride? A salute to all attractions, but mostly shitty ones. <laughs> Uh, so my idea of the storyline is that the uh, the father became like obsessed with superpowers and decided to try to go into space again uh, to see right. if he could get like more. Even though uh, like the general idea was like if you went once, like they didn't want you to try to go again because bad things might happen. Like you could die. Well, I mean, yeah, you you are being irradiated constantly when you go up there, so. So the idea is that he he uh, he snuck in, went up a second time, and didn't come back. 
like he just vanished. Like oh snap! So the idea is that like the sun basically like tried to like be a hero himself and just couldn't, and like so this place like fell apart that was like their lair. And yeah. but like one of the things that him and his dad did was that they gave tours of the, like their lab. And so that when you go on the ride, you're you are basically in storyline some of the last people that are like get, you're the last group of people that are getting on the ride before or getting on the tour before like it shuts down for good. Right. So he so the son's like the pre show's like, okay, you're gonna ride this thing like and then as soon as you're done or whatever, I'm gonna get out of here or I'm just gonna leave now, whatever. Like, it'll be fine, just go. Like he's all depressed and like probably an alcoholic. Um <laughs> My dad's dead. Aww. So, I originally wanted this to be like an Omnimover style attraction, uh, yeah. but I think it works better if it's done in, in the style of like Journey into Imagination with Figment, where there's like a chunk of vehicles and they start and stop as they go through, so it's like, go to a scene, stop, have a scene, go to next scene, stop, such like that. Uh, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to say the base of my ride, like... In my description, I put, the cart pattern is like Journey into Imagination with Figment. So we both have built Figment rides. This is worse, I think. Um, so you go, you start going through this, like, little tour, and they, you notice at the beginning that, like, the tour track is, like, elevated, and it's behind glass that you can tell is one-way glass from the other side. Like, like they can't, you can see out, but they can't see you. Okay. And when you get to the first, like, as you're going through the lab, there's actually, like, audio of the father, like, giving the tour, like, it's a, like, it's a recording. Oh, okay. And so he's explaining, like, hey, you know, in these certain rooms, there's, you know, microphones above your head, so you could ask me questions or whatever. Like, while I'm working in my lab, if I'm there. And everything's really creepy and crappy looking and dilapidated and broke down. Yeah. But, like, you get in there, and then villains come in. Like, they're going to try to ransack the place, because they know it's, like, just... It might be full of something they could use. It might have something in it they could use. And they know that, like, the sun's gone. So, you see them come in, and as you're going through, you, you kind of realize that... Or, through through some some way, the father is basically, like, he went to space, but it, like... It didn't kill him, but it made him, like, incorporeal. Like a ghost. Oh, okay. So he's still alive, but like he hasn't completely figured out how to like be solid. But he has slowly figured out that like he can he can speak and you can hear him. But like his son okay. his son never heard him or he's never like it's just like bad luck or whatever it is. He's never figured that out. But now he's trying to stop these villains from like destroying and stealing stuff from his lab. And so you're watching him, like, fuck with them, room to room. But, that like, it doesn't happen until a couple minutes in. So, like, the, for the first couple minutes, it's just, like, you're watching the villains, and they're, like, really creeped out, and they're kind of, like, slapsticky, whatever. Yeah. But you're still hearing, the, like, the dissonance of, like, this recording. Like, here's the place where I did this. And it's all, like, grandiose and... I'm getting a vi- I'm getting two different distinct video game vibes. One is Portal... Where they have the weird voiceover of uh, I can't Cave Johnson's name. name. Yeah, Cave Johnson. And then also, uh, I believe this building has been pulled directly out of Fallout 4. So, 
It's possible. I don't know if I, that wasn't really, I think the Cave Johnson thing came to me a little bit late in the, uh, in the planning, but the, yeah. but I had the idea that like, there'd be like Pepper's ghost and projection effects to like, where you'd see him like screwing with stuff. And then you'd see like the effect that it would have on the bad guys, like scaring them. But there would okay, and that's why you have the uh, two-way mirror essentially. Well, no, the the mirror would actually be as a way to like, so they would like, so as basically a, as a way to explain why the villains don't like go after you because you're on the ride. Like they don't oh, see okay. you're there and they can't hear you. But I th- I think at at the the end of the ride, there would be a point where, like, somehow the microphones would come on and he would tell you to like scream. And so, like, if you you would yell, and it would like scare the villains. So, that, like, you so, okay. so it, would, it would set up the fact that the microphones are there, and then he'd be like, "Look, we're gonna scare him out of here." So, like, whenever I tell you to just yell, and it'll like the microphones will work in in this room, and somehow like it'll scare them, and like something will whip around, and like it'll it'll be like what scares them off completely. But I think that that would be a good time to put like one of them little photo things in where it would take your picture. Oh, yes, that'd be awesome. So I think they could have, like, they could be in this dark room with, like, flashlights or something. And, like, you scare them and, like, the flashlight swings around. That's what hides the flash. Oh, dude, that's genius. And then, like, then the next room would be, like, it would show them, like, trying to leave. But, like, the sun came back because he felt something or whatever. And, like, he's standing at the door, like, capturing them. Yeah, and then okay. and like you'd see the you'd see the father like up in the rafters or something watching. Oh, like, and then well, you, I mean you wouldn't see him. He is a ghost man. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing that I'm slowly realizing because um, like last week I can't remember it was one of the weeks where you created a hero or no, it was the week I created Apex. Then we went into one of your rides, and then I was like, no, that hero needs to be Apex. I am now wanting to steal something from this ride for my ride. I think, like, I I, I really like the idea of them all being interconnected. Well, that's the point. Yeah, and that so... That was the point um, of when I came up with this. And so I actually do have a hero in my ride who is, um, who is essentially Danny Phantom. He's just a ghost man. And so I like the idea that this is like the majority of the rides you ride are almost like origin stories. So you go ride one ride. I did have a uh, idea earlier. It was a very dumb idea. Is it a dinner it theater? Essentially, wait, what? Was it a dinner theater? No, no, much worse. It was essentially the fact that you had to ride. You had it was like college. You had to take certain rides as a prereq before you could go ride <laughs> other ones. <laughs> Like, wait, wait, no, if you don't understand this, you have to go ride this ride, and then you can get access to That's kind of how comic ride. books work, so it would kind of fit in. Yeah. There'd be a footnote um, at the bottom of the ride. Yeah. But I like the idea. I guess I'll get in, once I start explaining my ride, I will uh, get into what I think your superhero becomes, your uh, your ghost boy becomes in my ride. But I really, I do enjoy what you've created here. Mostly because I really like the two-way mirror effect of, like, even then, you don't, like, on all of the two-way mirrors, you can start, A, using them as a projection and just pretend like it's glass, so you don't even, like, to have to have actors or anything. It'd be brilliant. Um, 
I just don't know. I don't want it to turn into a screen ride is the only problem, because we've already created a lot of screen rides. Yeah, I had to put into the notes that I, I got the wrong volcano roller coaster last week. Oh, really? La- last week? Yeah, I, I came up with... I, I thought it was called Volcano the Escape, but no, it's called Volcano the Blast Coaster. Oh, uh, okay. Well, thank God, because I was listening back to that episode earlier today and went... Oh, this actually sounds like an interesting roller coaster, Volcano the Escape. Nothing came up, and I was like, yeah, oh, I think oh, I no. Conf- I think I somehow conflated. I mean, I had the right roller coaster in my head, but I think the escape part I stole from Superman the Escape with Six Flags Magic Mountain, or wherever the hell that oh, is. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, since we have our her- heroic spooky ride, I think it's only fair we get into our villainous spooky ride, which I have na- nicknamed Maniac Mansion. <laughs> um... And if you've ever ridden the Haunted Mansion, I'll be honest, a lot of this is stolen from it. So, um, this one is also taken from the... It's very similar to yours in that it's a... uh, It's all about a guy named Thomas Jeepers. (laughs) And Thomas Jeepers, uh, he always wanted to be a superhero, like, like you or I or anyone. And so, of course, he saved up all his money and he went into space... He went out, and I, I came up with a name. It's a specific uh, cosmic belt they have to go through and then survive a solar flare through it, and then that's what gives them the powers, and it's called the Mana Belt. And so he is vi- he visited the Mana Belt. He came back to Earth, and he looks at everyone that was on the ship with him, and they're all flying around or shooting fire beams, and he just tries to muster up something, but he has no powers. He's come back to Earth with no powers. Oh, he goes out he's like... Impotent. Fi- he's impotent. He goes back up. 50 more times, <laughs> an insane amount of times, just desperately attempting, but every time he comes back to Earth, and everybody around him is uh, is becoming a hero, but he's still powerless, which has now led to him wanting to give back to the heroes. He realizes if he can't be a hero, he can at least help out the heroes, and that's by uh, coming to Apex and opening up a, uh, a haunted house to help inspire the heroes and, you know, help help him feel excited in life and so he has opened uh jeepers creepers his official haunted house and it begins like a normal haunted house right it takes you through all like these spooky areas and like i said it's like figment to where you're in five cars and you go through all these different rooms and there's like spooky things happening uh and one room uh david s pumpkin appears and he's just like hey y'all um no and then, uh, but as it goes on, he starts to tell more of the backstory of the people you're seeing in the house. And unlike uh, Haunted Mansion, where you're just like, oh, I guess these are just some dead people. Uh, he reveals that all of the ghosts you're seeing are the souls of people who the heroes of the town, the heroes of Apex, have failed to save. They are the souls of people that had Jeepers gotten the gift of the mana belt had jeepers gotten the uh power he could have saved these people but instead now they're dead <laughs> and so he uh it, it starts getting darker and darker once you realize that he's just kind of like i could have saved these people but i didn't get the powers and you can tell something's off with them and then your five carts pull into this madame leota shaped room it's a it's a solar room and then all of a sudden, the doors on both sides shut, and there are these big metal doors, and there's just one casket in the middle of the room standing up. 
And that's when Jeepers reveals to you why he's always wanted to be a superhero. And that's because when he was eight years old, he watched his mother die at the hands of Titan. He saw his own mother die at the hands of a villain and no hero came to save her. No heroes came to that, but all the heroes want to come to this dumb haunted house that he set up. So now he is going, he's raving, he is angry, he's mad. The casket busts open and Jeepers leaps out screaming at you. And it, what's uh the thing is all of the exposure to the mana belt it may not have given him powers however it has melted his brain to where he has now become insane, and he's captured you all in this room in an attempt to steal your superpowers for himself. At which point he tries to turn it on, tries to turn it on, nothing works, and he just he just screams in anger, crushes the device throws it down and he says if you if I can't have your powers then you can't either turns on a button the uh, door essentially if this was haunted mansion and this was the Madame Leota room it would be the door that would lead you to the next section um, that opens up except it is covered in flame and he's just like you're all gonna die and I'm gonna kill each and every one of you right now at which point uh, the hero Nightshade bursts through the door. And uh, I guess to connect with your ride, Nightshade would be Ghost Dad starring Bill Cosby. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Nightshade bursts through and he's trying to stop Jeepers, but he presses the button and you feel all of your seats shift at once 90 degrees as you all fall into the fire and you just feel the heat around you. And you see, like, devils in these horrifying images until eventually you just hear, like, and you fall into, like, a Dio, Dia de las Muertos party. And you're just like, oh, we're legitimately in the land of the dead right now. And you're going through, and you go through this really cool party. Then at one point, you're, uh, the five carts, once they reach a certain part, point, all of the animatronics shut off. All of the skeletons fall apart. And you're just, all of the music disappears, the lighting goes dark, and you're like, oh, this is not good at all. Um, and then all of, and this is the point where you're like, I guess we're dead now. I've just killed, I, I've made a ride where I've killed everyone in the park. I'm very proud of it. Um, at which point Nightshade comes and finds you, and he's like, I'm able to cross between dimensions. It's okay. I can take you back. There's a portal over here. He attaches a chain to you. And then he takes you to this big ramp that leads up into a portal and it shoots you up at 30 miles per hour. Not fast, like fast enough, faster than the rest of the ride. Uh, just enough to give your heart a little jump as it shoots you back up onto this track and you just hear a boop, boop, boop of like a heart monitor of, oh shit, they're alive. And then that's what takes you back uh, into your queue, and that is ma the Maniac Mansion, where I almost kill people. Uh, okay, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> technically, uh, you, t uh, I'm pretty sure technically you die on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, because uh, you hit a train, and I'm pretty sure technically you're supposed to be considered dead in the Haunted Mansion when you fall out of the attic, because you fall out yep. backwards. And that's the only time at, uh, where the ghosts actually uh, are 
directing their actions toward you and not toward each other. Yeah. You die in a lot of rides, actually. <laughs> um, and I'm almost positive on the Winnie the Pooh ride, Winnie the Pooh dies at one point, <laughs> um, and no one can convince me otherwise. There's also uh, the uh, um, Grand Fiesta Tour, where you feel like you're dead, but only, <laughs> but only in your soul. Hey, I'll ride Trace Caballeros all day, mostly because I just went to La Cava de Tequila, got a giant margarita, chugged it, and went, I gotta go sit down well, and look at ducks. Te- technically, it's the, the old the old ride, the River of Time. That one you feel like you're dying on. You feel like you were dying on, especially when you got to the end and there was like 25 feet of room that was just like a, a hat salesman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what are you thinking of Maniac Mansion? I think It was a great game is- for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> it's a bit dark. That's my uh, it's a only bit thing. dark, really. A bit, just a bit, just a, just a smidgen of, of dark. Well, I like to think Jeepers, uh, Thomas Jeepers, owner of Jeepers Creepers, he's very Syndrome from The Incredibles esque, where he's just like, I want powers, and so he has to make his own powers as opposed to everything else. I I really was going to say that I thought that uh, Jeepers was the last name of a Scooby Doo character. But then I remembered that it was actually Creeps and Crawls. There, there were yeah. lawyers. Nah, good old Jeepers is here. That's where, it's like there's a uh, there's a haunted place in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and uh, the last name, the supposed last names of the people who run it are Grimsby and Streeper. <laughs> except in all their advertisements, like parts of the names have been marked out, so it just says Grim Reaper. And even when I was eight, I was like, "That's dumb as hell." <laughs> I, I was also would like to point out that my character in my ride is not technically dead; he is just incorporeal. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Nightshade is dead. Nightshade is just, he's like Danny Phantom. He can be dead if he wants to. Or like the the, uh, DC Comics character, Dead Man. Yeah. He can be dead if he wants to. He can leave his friends behind. My idea was more like a non-dead version of the subway ghost from the movie Ghost. Like trying, I've not seen like, Ghost, like, so that trying, joke didn't land. Trying, I'm sorry. Like just trying very hard to like make people see him, but just keeps fucking up, and then like finally he learns how to like kick a coke can across the subway. Yeah, I really like the idea that he sh- in, that the character of I'm gonna blend Nightshade into the and yours together. I like the idea that at the end of your ride, he somehow finds a way to appear in front of the people. No, I think he would. He it wouldn't be at the end. It would actually be. Like he, you would see him like, like almost like the ballroom scene of the haunted mansion where like they come in and then they go out and they come in and go. Like there would be parts in the ride where like you might see something swinging and for like a brief second you'd see him like as the one pushing it. Oh, or something okay. like that. No, I, I mean like that he finally gets a hold of being able to snap between yes, our world and the next. Like that happens near the end, and then that like. I think you would have uh, the screaming section be right before it, and then they're just like, this place is spooky, we gotta get out of here, boys. And then, as they're about to run out, he snaps and comes into view, and it's this beautiful, amazing scene of like, oh my god, he's here, he's got his powers. It's the end of the film Xanadu, but in reverse. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that Uh. was my spooky thing, and... I had an idea for the whole front of the building to be like all boarded up 
and yeah to have like the graffiti all over it and have like vines and crap growing all down the front of it i feel like with mine it is but it, it needs to look like a generic haunted mansion just so it kind of fits with the theme of him being like you guys are all supposed to be heroes and you're wasting time it, at a theme park right now instead of saving it people. should start it should literally the first minute or two minutes should literally be a, a dark pretzel what the the uh the have, if you've ever been to like one of those crappy haunted houses where they stick you in like a little car and you go around and there's like black light like two-dimensional boards cut out you know what i'm talking about i don't but i'm very interested there's, in this. there's there's attractions where like they're built really short so that basically you go in one door and like five minutes later you come out the other door and like the tra- and like you basically just walk up to the front of it and get in the car but in the inside you basically go like like you, you turn right and then you go a couple feet and then you turn left and you go back the way, way you came and then you turn right again and you basically go back and like you just keep switchbacking to the back and then you switch back your way back to the front and they turn on and off black lights to, to like draw your attention to certain things and that's how they scare you and stuff and it's all like two dimensional card like wood cutouts and like little cheap animatronics like moving on little uh Oh, that sounds. Armatures, and it's hor- that sounds like the worst thing ever. It's really we cheaply. Put that in there it's really cheaply point. generic and horrible. Uh, and the the technical term that people refer to them as are dark pretzels, because the way the track is the way the track like twists and turns. They said it's like a pretzel, whatever. The, I know that there's one in Ocean City, Maryland, and there's usually like there's usually like the kind of thing they use in like state f- for like fairs. Yeah, <laughs> they build them up because they're real cheap and easy to to use i i know there's a couple in uh pennsylvania um yeah, yeah. it's like a very oh, common dude, thing. That's i feel like, like we if, went to... if the beginning of your ride was one of those where it looks really shitty and generic and cheap and like all black light and then like you turn a corner and suddenly it's like theme park ride like secret yeah. lair type shit all of a sudden where like you think you're getting on this really stupid little like cheap ride and then you just like yeah you go around a corner and then it's like this door shouldn't be here and then suddenly you're like you drop down and then you're in like his space where he's gonna like try to kill you, right? I I like I like that idea a lot. I just kind of I don't know. I I like the idea of it looking cheap, but not like dark pretzel cheap. Just cheap enough to where instead of it being like a gen- genuine spook, it's just like a skeleton falls down on a string, and he, then he's just like, "You don't understand. That's someone you could have saved, you hero." And you're just like, "Oh man, this dude's serious." And then. You finally end up in the room with the casket, and you're like, and it's so different from everything else you're se- you've seen that you're like, okay, something's up here, and then you feel it stop, and you see the door shut, and you're like, oh, that's not good at all. But yeah, I I think I've made I've made a spooky ride, a dark, dark, dark spooky ride. This episode is also a good litmus test for who has had a weirder, more horrifying life, me or Jim. <laughs> The uh the uh, apparently the pretzel is actually the name of a company that makes them. Oh wow! Yes. All right, well, uh, I think we've done it. We've made some spooky houses. Uh, what is going to be next week's theme? Because I decided this week. So what have you got for me? <laughs> I have nothing on my in my head. I really haven't thought about it. I might it's have okay. To, I, might I have straight to, up him. I might have to cut this part out. <laughs> it's okay. Because trust me, there have been a lot of pauses during this episode where I'm like, Jim, you better, I hope you cut this. 
because I can't think of this. Also, I've never seen Ghost, so this is not <laughs> a good reference. Oh, let's think about this. What should we do? We haven't done any water rides. Yeah. Like of any. Do you want to do that? Like of any sort. Like something where you have to be on on water. It doesn't have to be a flume. It doesn't have to be. You know, like that. It it can be something that's like Pirates of the Caribbean or anything. Just like on water. You're you're you are on water somehow. So there must be water in the ride. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what we'll do for this one. Okay, awesome. By that logic, I'm going to pull the crappy E.T. move where I'm just like, you enter one room and then there's like an E.T. and it spits water on you. That's it. All right. Um. So, yeah, that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Jim, where can they find you? I, I am on Twitter at Apparently Smart. And I have another podcast where I make horrible television. Okay, I don't make horrible television shows. People like Scotty make horrible television shows. Uh, we, what up? We, we haven't had a new episode in a while, but, you know, they'll, they'll come eventually. And that show's called <laughs> A course, Horrible Premise. I, I forgot to mention that. It's all right. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Check out the Queasel Corp podcast and all of the great BS Network programs, including this one you're listening to right here, over on a load of pure BS dot com it's got all the shows between fight boys our pro wrestling podcast a load of bs the show me and my buddy blake tanner do and of course all the youtube stuff we have going on right now it's a lot of stuff available for you over on a load of pure bs dot com you can find us at opposite dash attractions dot com and make sure to give us a follow over at op at show that's o-p-p-a-t-t-s-h-o-w you down with o-p-p yeah you know me ah there you are and just in time Now I will raise the safety bar, and the ghost will follow you home.